This is the Podcast Area Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, The Harem, number 102. And I am Brian, joining you solo this week, Dave out of town, and I'll be talking about this one the best I can. So we have the uh, harem this week. Again, another episode that doesn't advance story. Gives us a little bit at the end, a little tease. A little tease for the future of the season with uh looks like red's finances are under attack a little bit i don't know i don't know what's going on there it looks like red was uh doing some money laundering to get his uh way into a uh, cruise line to i guess smuggle stuff for him and he would provide them funds you know some struggling um cruise line to provide them funds to keep them going yeah whatever typical uh stuff that we would see Red doing in each episode, uh, backdoor deals and things like that. As far as the episode itself, I mean, I kind of enjoyed it as a standalone episode. It, the bad guys, so to speak, this harem, is giving us Charlie's Angels type feel. Nothing you know, knew you had your various team or people on the team with their expert skills and uh, Jill Hennessy from uh, well, Law and Order fame, Crossing Jordan, and other things, as uh, Margot, the leader of this group, and Liz is uh, kind of called into service by Red to go undercover to join them. And I don't know with that part that annoys me because it always seems so easy for them to get in undercover like it's nothing. And I know it's a TV show, and they can't waste their time trying to develop. Uh, all this trust and things like that. So they kind of speed through it by having Liz have this, you know, sleazy guy vouch for her and only to get himself killed. But anyway, Liz is able to get into this organization and work on their team as I guess their profiler. So using some of the skills she has as a psychologist, uh, a psycho profiler and helps out the team there. Uh, the, I, you know, the whole plan for the stories or the overlying theme for the stories that they're trying to rescue this uh, witness protection list that was stolen. Yeah, I, that was probably a more interesting story, how that was so easily stolen. They kind of gloss over it with some exposition that honestly was hard to follow. You know, the whole episode starts out with uh, the harem stealing a truck that had diamonds in it. Ends up that they could use the diamonds to make a deal to get information on where this list is as the list is certainly worth a lot of money to a lot of people. Uh, but you know, just a vehicle for the episode and you had an interesting side with one of the members of the harem, Emma, we learn early on, she's just your, your British member of the group and turns out to be on Red's payroll uh, she former worked with MI6. We learned that Red has dealings with other organizations. It's not, shouldn't be news to anybody. I'm actually surprised all this, that everybody was acting surprised that Red would, would have dealings with other government organizations. So it's, that is what it is. He, though, had put this, Emma, uh, met her there, and it was interesting dialogue between her and Red, or I'm sorry, her and Liz later in the episode when they were talking about you know, how long Emma's been 
working with Red, you know, saying eight years and, you know, she went into it all, you know, full of hope and it was exciting and interesting and just something that she could be a part of and, and feel like she's just really into something neat. And before she realized it, she was in too deep and there was no way out. And it was kind of like seeing herself in Liz from the beginning, kind of talking about how, you know, Liz was still in the, that honeymoon stage of being involved with red. So Emma had this, yeah, has this doubt and just wants to get out. And her whole plan for the whole thing is to steal the list herself so she could sell it, have money and she can, you know, be on the run and get, just get out of that and maybe try to hide herself and be with her family that she had left behind. Again, it's, and that's your episode. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I'm five minutes into this thing and I've pretty much talked about it all, but you know, red lets her go in the end. I don't know. I guess that's fine with, it's what we would expect. It's kind of, un, uh, we've seen red do this before, kind of help people out, but we've also seen him like with Mr. Kaplan, when people have kind of turned their back on him, kill them. And that was really what we can come from this episode to talk about is we're getting now a little more of this mentioning of Mr. Kaplan. We know that Dembe had mentioned to Liz uh, in the past episode that Red had killed her. And now, you know, Liz confronts him on that in the end because Red's able to set up Emma with a nice life hidden away from everything and she can live out her days in peace. But Liz kind of makes that assumption that, you know, because Emma was under Red's payroll and kind of betrayed him that, oh, he must have killed her. And Red does this a lot. He doesn't uh, counter that. He doesn't uh, dispute any of that. It's almost kind of annoying in the fact that he does that or doesn't do that, that he just kind of lets her believe what she wants to believe. Yeah, We see in several episodes with this final scene of the episode where Liz is talking to red and she goes in and yells him at something. And all he's got to do is just say, no, Liz, this is what happened. And you know, chill. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I didn't do that, but now she just lets her believe it. And I, I don't know what the reason may be, but he does on this case. And he talks about uh, his reasoning for the list, and Liz made the assumption that Red wanted the list. I mean, I kind of figured it out early on. One of my early notes was that you know Red wants this list for something. He he wants to see it for something, and I don't think it's a surprise. I'm I'm not brilliant for thinking of that. I'm sure a lot of people picked up on that early on that th- this list is important to Red too, and there'll be a scene where he'll have his chance to see it, which he did. But his whole point was to check that uh, this person Maureen was on the list. Uh, who is Mr. Kaplan's sister. And Red just wanted to make sure that she's okay. So, you know, if she's still on the list, still under protection, then that means that you know, she's alive and well. And that that was kind of almost his way of, in from, from this point of view of Red, is showing a little bit of guilt and wants to just kind of make sure everything's taken care of. I don't know if we're going to be introduced to that character at all. But as far as then talking about Mr. Kaplan, you know, Dembe said to Red that you know he told her because he felt it was important to, for her to know. Uh, Red kind of forgave him for that. 
didn't really necessarily seem, though, that Red was upset at Dembe once he knew that Liz knew that he had shot Mr. Kaplan. More that it was just kind of out in the open now. It'll be interesting. I, 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 I mean, uh, how she's going to come back, uh, not sure. But uh, certainly bringing her up in, in a few consecutive episodes. And she's a fairly prominent character. We're going to see her come back. And this season, because we don't have a real arc, although maybe we're teasing one with Red's finances, because he was working out that deal, as I was talking about earlier, with the, with the cruise lines and had this money laundering guy and the money was supposed to be laid out there for the cruise line to use and red would have that deal with them and the money never got there. So the cruise line made a deal with, uh, I couldn't catch the name. I rewound it a couple of times. It was Madison. I got caught was the last name. I feel like that name's important. I tried looking through my notes real quick, but it seems red and Dembe were concerned about who this person was that made the deal with the cruise lines. What red goes to the, the money launderer and finds out that the guy, uh, Zach Small, who was his money launderer, had uh, died of a heart attack. And you know, obviously we know that's probably not true, probably just looked like that. So I don't know if that's going to be our story arc. I, I feel, though, and it's interesting with the new spinoff show, uh, Redemption, that's coming. This is almost maybe our story arc the rest of this season is going to be Redemption for Red, that things are going to he's going to have to come to grips with this Mr. Kaplan thing. And maybe that's going to be our story arc. It's weak. I'd rather they just get to that quicker. Let's get to that you know, next week or the week after and, and move on from that. And let's get back to a more uh, exciting arc. But if we're going to be in one of these kind of interpersonal psychological drama shows now, as opposed to having this, arc that we love, which is, you know, cat and mouse games and things like that. I don't know. It's, it could be, it could lead to be a boring series if we're going to do that the rest of this season, because we haven't had very good episodes to start this winter spring stretch. And I would like to see them improve upon that. So I guess my thoughts moving forward is that we will have, we will be addressing this Mr. Kaplan issue. She's going to come back in. Red will realize she's still alive and he'll have that moment at least my prediction is he'll have that moment where he'll ask her for forgiveness and there will be a, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have their moment and it'll be okay. Possibilities that we could see is that maybe she, like we've said, I think what we were saying last week is that, that Mr. Kaplan comes in to save the day, but I don't know if that's necessary anymore. I think this is more coming back to red, red, red coming to grips with what he's become and that he's going to have to not necessarily make changes because he's been very good and survived a very long time doing what he does, but that he, ought, he, he does need to trust some people around him and trust that maybe it's okay for others to help him with some decisions in it, though he can make the end-all decision. That maybe he's not the best choice to make some of those decisions as... Mr. Kaplan and Dembe have agreed that, you know, Red's a little too emotionally involved here with Liz and trying to protect her that he, he's blinded by that intent to protect them and doesn't see rationale. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had Dave here to uh, bounce this off of because I'm sure he would have a lot to offer to it too. 
Uh, looking at some of the fun moments in the episode, like I said, I thought the heist stuff was good when they were planning that heist in Hong Kong. It really felt like that Ocean's Eleven type sequence where they were doing the planning. You know, you could see them talking about the planning while at the same time you're actually seeing it happen. I always like that kind of stuff. It's it's a typical heist movie thing. It goes bad quickly for them, and as expected, I mean, this show was really getting on. It was it was kind of getting long, and we really hadn't progressed to anything. I mean, this hacker guy, Heldrich, sounded like he could have been a more interesting character, but he was in and out quicker than you could recognize him. Uh, they had their little scheme to get the attention of the the mob boss who they stole the diamonds from in the beginning in order to uh, get him to reveal where this Heldrich guy was. And, you know, I, I like that too. So th- there, there's some fun moments in the episode with this heist stuff. I thought Jill Hennessy was great. We had the awkward uh, moment with Jill Hennessy hitting on Liz and Emma kind of coming in to uh, break it up, kind of to protect Liz and uh, take it for her. But, you know, as we learned or kind of learned from that scene is that, you know, Emma and Margo were probably having a relationship along the way anyway. Uh, we see that Liz uh, gets drunk a couple times and certainly uh, not used to dealing with it. One of the things I'm wondering, though, what's going on through in this whole thing is, you know, we don't see Tom or the baby. I mean, Liz has gone deep undercover and partying with these girls, and and there's there there was never a checking with Tom to let him know it's okay and have our baby. You know, Tom at home being, you know, taking care of the baby, be, doing his fatherly thing scene. If there was, I missed it, but I, I don't uh, recall that scene. And it was, uh, that was kind of missing from there. But we did get our ad uh, for the Redemption uh, series that's going to spin off. And from some of the things I've read is that uh, Tom, you know, isn't going to disappear from this show. He is such a, he's a central character here. But it's interesting. They're going to have him with uh, Mr. Solomon is going to be in it. He's going to be and uh, Susan Hargrave. And they're kind of spinning, at least in the trailer for it, that three people that want to, well, redeem themselves, so to speak. (laughs) And it's interesting with Mr. Solomon because he was such an evil character and we really thought he was going to have a a nasty end at some point if he's going to... But I think he's a likable character. I mean, he was probably one of the more favorite bad guys we've had. If he's going to come back as a good guy... I'm interested in seeing what this is going to be. What is this redemption show going to be like? Uh, I know Dave and I have talked about we'll probably watch. I don't know if we'll do a separate show for it. Probably not, but we might uh, bring up uh, things that we see on that show uh, if we're able to keep up with it, uh, with our lives and all the other things that we do. Uh, definitely want to know, hear from everybody else, though, what they think about this spinoff and what they think about this sh- episode and really where are we going this season uh, again lots of conversation uh, via emails and facebook just people aren't sure where this season's going and starting to get a little frustrated with it uh this nbc is obviously behind the show especially if they're doing a spinoff I, I can't see them all of a sudden shutting down the main show in favor of this spinoff uh, unless they're getting close to wrapping up this show I don't know. I, I tried looking to see if there was a renewal for the next season, and I didn't quite notice that anywhere. And 
last couple seasons they've been renewed for the next season by now. But if they maybe are going to tidy up this one and then kind of go towards this redemption thing as being the lead show, that's possible. But uh, we certainly don't have a storyline for this show right now to to keep us excited, and I, I will hope that uh, something uh, comes from that soon. So yeah, let us know what you think of that. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what you thought of Liz's makeup. I Maybe I'm wrong, but um, some people out there, did you know something was wrong with her eyes this whole episode? It's almost like she had new eye makeup going on. I, I know it's a weird thing for me to start talking about all of a sudden, but it, I actually my wife and I were mentioning it. Just She looked different in the episode. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm rambling now. Uh, but go ahead. Um, I'll wrap this one up here. Uh, go ahead and email uh, the show. You can email us at blacklist at podcastdrobia.com. We love the Facebook comments. And and hit us up on Twitter, uh, Podcast Derbia. You can find us there. Uh, Dave and I also have uh, another show, which we do, where we just talk, you know, we, we drink some beer and just talk about whatever's on our minds. Uh, you can find that. Uh, just go to uh, search for Podcast Derbia. You can find us on iTunes for all of our shows there. Uh, so that's going to be it for this week's episode. Uh, Blacklist's the harem number 102. I'm Brian, and Hopefully we'll see Dave next time. I believe they're off next week, the show, so we'll see you in a couple weeks. Have a good night.